Next on BYU Sports Nation, ch-ch-ch-change is happening for BYU basketball. Assistant head coach Terry Nashif leaving the program. What does it mean? It's also a BYU volleyball day on the show. All-American Brendan Sanders in studio to preview the Federation Tournament. Plus, new Team USA setter, Alohi Robbins-Hardy. Don't forget something I'll bet you have never seen in a baseball game. And Fast and the Furious, the Ocho. Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by... The BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Friday, April 14th, wherever and however you're dialed in, great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with the assistant to the regional Jedi, Jerem Jordan. The Star Wars trailer just came out. I can't turn up the audio. I'm watching it right now. So while you do that, I'm watching it right now. While you do that, (laughs) I will sit here in awkward silence and wait for you to finish. You want to watch it with me? I'm watching it right now for the first time. It literally came out like a minute and a half before we went live on the air, and Jerem's like, I I don't have enough time. We couldn't finish it. What am I going to do? I got to watch it. And so he's watching it. I just had to watch it with no audio. And it wasn't nearly as good as Can it would we have been. Count had, down you to waited, this? had you waited and listened to the audio with it the first time through it, it would have been much better. Well, I got the first 46 seconds and I had to pause it. <laughs> I know what I'm doing during the break now. <laughs> it just came out. It just came out. That's very exciting. Did the images live up to what you were hoping the newest trailer would bring? Yes. Yes, it did. Jason Shepard just tweeted on top of the trailer, no words. That's a little dramatic, but yeah. <laughs> No, very exciting. Very exciting. I love Star Wars. Uh, but man, you, you guys are taking you guys are taking it to a new level. That's amazing. I just watched it. That's, I haven't done anything. <laughs> I didn't say no words. Let's focus on something related to BYU. Like the headlines. It's your BYU Sports Nation headline. BYU men's basketball assistant head coach Terry Nashif announced he is leaving the program to pursue business opportunities. Much more on this to come. Nashif was hired by Dave Rose back in 2005, was named assistant coach in 2007, and promoted to assistant head coach in 2016. He, of course, played at BYU between 01 and 05 under the president coach, Steve Cleveland. Nashif tweeted out, quote, So blessed to have worked with such great players and staff. So many memories. Looking forward to saying what I really think on Twitter now. End quote. What? Hot takes from Terry Nashif on Twitter? More on that later. He, he, uh, Terry did say it was an amazing opportunity to be here, and it, it was fun. Much more on uh, Terry Nashif coming up, as you mentioned. BYU fell to Pepperdine in baseball last night, 11-7, to despite Bronson Larson's two home runs and three RBIs. It's code on. He's looking nice and toasty down there. Larson, is this going to be home run number eight on the season? Yes! Bronson Larson! It was awesome. Two home runs. Unfortunately, it wasn't enough for BYU. Game two tonight. You can listen to it on BYU Radio at 8 Eastern time. That's because we have a doubleheader in softball on BYU TV starting at 7 Eastern. Men's Volleyball Mountain Pacific Sports Federation Awards are out for all to enjoy and see. Senior Jake Langlois, all MPSF first team. And no other BYU player 
Juniors Brendan Sander and Price Jarman collected second-team honors, while juniors Ben Patch and Leo Durkin were all MPSF honorable mentions. I think that's probably fair. Maybe Brendan Sander is a first-teamer, but Ben Patch didn't play a ton this year, right? He played at the beginning, and then this is all based on how you play in conference, right? So Ben Patch just wasn't there for much of it. So he goes from MPSF player of the year of last year to honorably mentioned they send you a piece of paper or something third ranked uh the third ranked cougars host number nine stanford tomorrow night in the mpsf quarterfinals live on BYU tv nine eastern time the cougars uh tied for the regular season championship but they're the two seed because they split with long beach state and long beach state won in fewer sets than byu brendan sander will join us coming up later Use the force to rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending, brought to you by Ahern Rentals. Your next job is our priority. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. changes David Bowie perhaps said it best in 1971. And now it's the theme of the offseason for BYU basketball in 2017. Changes. Just ask head coach Dave Rose, who recently joined us in Studio B. If anybody can fix this, he can. I, I have complete confidence in him doing the things that need to be done first and foremost. But he, he's aware of everything that we're going to talk about and everybody else is talking about. They get the opportunity to, to make those changes here in the spring and the summer. What I meant to say was the president coach, Steve Cleveland, recently joined us in Studio B, and he gave his take on the, the changes that most certainly are coming forward. And we just referenced the first one. The first real domino has happened, and it has nothing to do with Eric Mika, it's on the coaching staff. Assistant head coach Terry Nashiff leaving the program to pursue business opportunities. And in the release, I quote, Our time at BYU has been an amazing opportunity and experience for me and my family, Nashiff said. Being associated with Coach Rose, both as a player and a coach, has been one of the great honors of my life. I'm very excited for the future, as I've decided it's the best time to pursue opportunities outside of basketball. I'll be forever grateful for my years at BYU. I'm surprised by this. Terry Nashiff, uh, I, I was, you know Terry well. I know Terry well. I was an analyst on three or four games the last couple of years for BYU. So, so that was a different hat that I wore during those broadcasts. He, I like to, I'd like to think that I am pretty comfortable with basketball. He was tossing me stuff that was sailing over my head. I mean, he is really, really smart with X's and O's. And BYU's offenses were really good. So who replaces Terry? What happens now? There are a lot of questions with this. But I know this. BYU's offense has been really good, and that'll be hard to replace. Which brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Spencer, BYU basketball was top 15 nationally in scoring offense in five of the last six seasons. The last season, or the one that wasn't, was this season. Obviously, there were some struggles there. BYU was still, I believe, top 30 or 40. Uh, might have been top 25. BYU's offense has been really good. Well, that was Jimmer. Guess what? BYU was top three in offense two and three seasons after James Taft. What Terry Nashville did offensively was unique for BYU. It wasn't offense that was the issue. It wasn't offense. So th- this is going to be uh, you know, a, guy, a position and a guy that's hard to replace. Dave Rose said the following. We are grateful for Terry, Katie, and their family for their hard work, dedication, and sacrifice for BYU basketball. Terry's role has been vital to the consistency of our program. His presence will be missed within our staff and amongst our players. I have all the confidence in the world that Terry will be successful in his future endeavors. He is Mr. All-American, student body president in high school. 
had a 4-0 GPA. What I Valedictorian, wish I was. <laughs> point guard at BYU. He's an incredible mind and a guy that understands how to reach people and coach them and help them get better. Unless you're very close to the situation, it's understandably hard to know just how much he meant to BYU basketball and the positive impact that he had. But hopefully our stat of the day that Jeremy's brought up gives you an idea of what he really brought. He was the offensive coordinator and the designer of those always successful inbound plays for BYU. You talk to opposing coaches, they hate defending BYU when they are inbounding the ball from underneath the basket because they score a lot of easy baskets because he's really good at that. Yeah, he's good X's and O's guys, good uh, relationship guy, good. He was a good coach. So I was surprised by this news yesterday. Yeah, I thought changes are coming. Yeah, changes are coming. You never want to be like, okay, I think this coach is out. I mean, there were going to be changes. It's obvious. At the banquet the other day, Dave Rose said, we know you all want more, more, we want more, and we will give you more. So they're going to work hard. They're going to make some changes. And this is the first change. The first domino. I will not be surprised if there are transfers. It happens every year. You never really expect it. Or maybe you do and it happens, whatever. But, yeah. And, and is, is it over uh, on the roster? and the stand? Who knows, right? Uh, but I, I think that this is the first and maybe a couple. Maybe a couple dominoes. Who knows? BYU basketball has to turn the page. Terry Nashif is out. So now what? You have to replace a dude that did a lot of good for this team, which brings us to our Twitter question. What's the number one attribute you want to see in a new assistant basketball coach? Use the hashtag BYUSN uh, at CVD6262. Disagrees with Spencer Linton's taste in fashion. Ah. <laughs> That's the first tweet. <laughs> because at- Terry Nash have supported my Nike Tech Fleece Capri sweatpants. I did see those at the employee store. And you thought about and it. And I even grabbed some to you like, thought try about them it. on. And I did not The material's try. amazing. Yeah. Those pants will change your life. He's a but progressive dresser. My life is dresser. more than materials. And he did reply to me yesterday when I said, hey, I'm bummed Terry Nash was leaving. And he said, and the guy that had your back with those tight short pants. Yeah, that does not go overlooked, Terry. I don't want to be in the same sentence as tight short pants. <laughs> okay, am I the only one in this? Can I mean, get an amen from the congregation? In all seriousness, should BYU go outside for the hire or keep it from within? Where do they go? What does this mean? Traditionally, the director of basketball operations has been upgraded to an assistant coach. This happened with Terry Nashif. This happened with Tim Lacombe. It did not happen with Mike Hall. Andrew May is that guy. So does Andrew May get bumped up? Does Lee Kamard become an assistant coach or the director of basketball operations, a.k.a. Dobo? Does BYU bring someone in from the outside? These are decisions that Dave Rose will have to make. If you asked me, and it's not my decision, but if you asked me, I would say it'd be nice to bring in some outside influence from a different program. It'd be great to have a member of another, another faith on the staff for recruiting uh, it'd, it'd be great at some point to have an Afri- African-American assistant coach. I think that would be great. But these are decisions. Dave Rose is not going to ask me. My opinion doesn't matter with this. But I think it'd be nice to have someone from the outside come in. Dave Rose will make the decisions to make his basketball team as successful as possible. And that has lended pretty good success in the past. Was it what everyone wanted this last year? No. Therefore, changes are happening. And you never know, was Terry asked? Did Terry decide on his own? I don't think that it matters at this point. Because there is a change, and Dave Rose is making those changes. Changes have happened, and I can't help but think, okay, because Terry Nashif is a great basketball mind and has 
good relations with all of the current players. What does this do to the players' mentality? How does this affect them and their approach? And, you know, I, it's, it's uh, kind of a slippery slope, right? Because you, you hook yourself on to these personalities, and it's hard not to because they're, they're great guys, you know? They recruit you. They're close to you. They know you. And so when one leaves, that's hard on the players. That's a tough situation. I think the BYU is unique a little bit because there's a strong tie beyond to the brand, right? To the tradition, to the program, as opposed to the individual or the coach even. They, trust me, each kid is different, and they come for different reasons. Some come for the basketball itself. Some come for the coach. Some come just to BYU. Like, I think a guy like Peyton Dashter wanted to be a part of what BYU is all about, right? I myself came to BYU because of the brand, you know, and, and whatnot. So, yeah, it, it, that, that is an impact as well that should be considered. What else is coming? Let's keep it rolling on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN and join BYU Sports Nation. What is the number one attribute you want to see in a new assistant basketball coach? Let's get to some tweets. Tweet, tweet. At Kip Kint, the ability to create an aha moment for each player about what needs to improve and how to improve it and then inspire the desire. Oh, He's a poet, and he didn't even know it. I love it. No, that, that's great. And that's, that's hard. to You see the aha moment potentially on the court in a game. You don't, always, you don't always see those moments in the public eye sometimes. The aha moment comes generally from in-game experience, right? It's like, Not necessarily. Do you, do you, how do you prepare yourself to be great? It's, time, it's in the Merit Center Annex. That's where it is. At BYU Browards. Defense, defense, defense. We rely too much upon our offensive abilities, and those don't always travel. Defensive intensity does. Amen to that, but who's got to coach the offense? That's the question. Terry he Nash was the offensive the coordinator. Yeah. Coming up, the sequel. BYU volleyball star and all MPSCF second team outside hitter, Brendan Sander, previews the Federation Tournament. This is BYU Sports Nation. What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation is brought to you by Ahern Rental. Your next job is our priority. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Welcome back. This is BYU Sports Nation simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. The conversation happening right now on Twitter. Follow at BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN, especially on a Friday. I just watched the trailer, by the way, during the break, with audio. You're so distracted right now. <laughs> I know. I was like, hey, Brendan Sander, come on up. Hold on. You're so distracted. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm in the zone. Does BYU, I think volleyball plays tomorrow. I can't remember. <laughs> number three, BYU men's volleyball plays number nine, Stanford, in the MPSF quarterfinals. Tomorrow night, 9 Eastern time. Don't miss it. Big match for the Cougars. Uh, if the Cougars win, they'll see if Long Beach State beats USC or not, likely. But USC beat Long Beach State this year. Interesting. So let's, uh, hey, go Trojans. Dun, 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 right? You will focus on BYU okay. Sports well, Nation. Yeah, it's you, more of a wave. You will focus. Okay. Yeah, I don't want to be too nerdy. <laughs> too late. Too late. Twitter question today. What is the number one attribute you want to see in a new assistant basketball coach? Of course, that coming off of the news that Terry Nashif is leaving the BYU basketball program. At R. Greenhaw says, defensive tenacity. We need someone that places an importance on defense. Terry Nashif is not the defensive coordinator. Yeah, so it's, yeah, who, so who will the assistant coaches be next year? That's the question. And then who's coaching the offense and defense? I mean, 
There's a lot that you can change that from within, but yeah. Yeah, like if Lacombe and Lewis are the guys and they're here and there's someone else, who's coaching offense? Who's coaching? They'll have to figure that out. Lewis coached the defense the last two years primarily. BYU Volleyball has figured some things out over the last 18 years or so. Uh, yeah. Genuinely competing for a national championship. And this year, a big part of why the Cougars are so stinking good is Brendan Sander, the sequel, all MPSF second team outside hitter. I thought he should have been first team, but whatever. Brendan, welcome back to Studio What's up, B. Brendan? What's up, guys? How's it going? Good. Fantastic. The Federation Tournament tomorrow. I always feel like we're in Star Trek or something. Yeah, when the, I say the, the Federation Star, Tournament. Yeah. Federation, right? It's kind of fun it is fun yeah uh you you were named to the second team in the league yeah were you hoping to be first team like does that matter Uh, i mean i didn't really expect too much because i was injured for most of the year so Mm -hmm. i didn't expect to be up there really but i mean jake got up on the first team and that's huge for him he's having a great year and so i'm really proud of him and the accomplishments he's made what do you? I mean, you weren't you weren't here when he was like on the dark side. Speaking of horse, what you guys call the other sides of the uh, the uh, Smithfield House? You know, if you're practicing over there. But when you first met him, compared to where he is now, what? Oh man, how much improvement difference. is it for Jake Even Langless? Between last year and this year, when he was in the USA gym this summer, he made a huge improvement, and it's helped our team tremendously, as you can see. And you went down to Mexico City, right? With yeah, with that, Jake. Yeah, I stayed with Jake. Probably 24-7, we roomed in the same room together, and we weren't allowed to leave the hotel. So. <laughs> <laughs> what did you learn about Jake Langlois when you were jailed in that uh, hotel? Lots of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> he learned lots of stuff about me, too, though. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. That's funny. That's one of those, uh, I'm never going to tell you what, happened. <laughs> yeah. what happens in Mexico City. You will stay. never know. Brendan Sander with us on BYU Sports Nation. Tomorrow, it's Stanford, the ninth-ranked team in the country. You swept them. Pretty easily the first night uh, up on the farm, but then dropped a set when they came back and, and played much better. What do you anticipate from Stanford in tomorrow's winner-take-all quarterfinal match? Um, I expect them to come back like they did the second night when we went down to their house. Um, they're going to play really well, and they're a team that can spark at any moment and beat any team. So we really got to get on them quick and show them that we mean business and get into the game. One of their best players, Jordan Ewart, hasn't played since those matches yeah. in February. Do you think he's going to play? I, I don't, I'm I don't not know sure. We didn't, either, we didn't know that until last night in film. We saw that for some reason he hasn't played, but we're preparing for everyone so just like we always do. Stanford is, is traditionally a power. This year they're the seven seed. They tied for the sixth spot. Yet the MPSF is always... Always interesting, right? Like, yeah. like you guys, they have your attention, I imagine, in the quarters. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, the only set spots for the MPSF rankings were us and Long Beach at one and two. And then from three to six, they were all tied for that spot. And then from like seven and eight, they were both tied for that spot. So really, it came down to the final week about the rankings and who we were going to play in the quarterfinals. You get Stanford in the Smith Fieldhouse, and that's... Obviously an advantage because BYU is so good in front of their home fans, but playing in Palo Alto and dealing with the Stanford fans is an adventure in and of itself. They're famous for, like, some crazy stuff. I don't know if they are, yeah. They're definitely famous. For, they have not been as crazy as they have been in the oh. past years, but hmm. they're still pretty crazy. But we had a lot of fans at the Stanford match, so they kind of drowned them out. Too. So even there, did you feel like it was yeah. a home court advantage yeah, we for had BYU? A ton of fans there. Wow. And you didn't play in Pauly, right? You played in like a smaller gym? Or did you play in The Pauly? first night we played in their main gym, and then okay. the second night we played in their old gym. 
It's funny because yeah, and sometimes that's the scheduling thing, the men or women's basketball teams and yeah, whatever the basketball like, team is playing. But like UCLA, was it last year? They chose to play in a yeah, smaller venue. Yeah, they chose this to happens play with there. BYU, right? Yeah, it does. Because we always get the best crowds no matter what. <laughs> <laughs> like this is the equivalent like what UCLA did, it's the equivalent of BYU volleyball being like, we're gonna play in the Richards building. I would not. Uh, you know what I, I mean? That would be that. that would be uh different. And then there'd be people coming around and being like, do you have a wristband? You're like, I'm playing in a game tonight. I'm like, get off my back. You used to have to wear a t-shirt, by the way. Oh, it was even like you had a specific t-shirt. You have a good, man. You have a good. Brendan Sander with us in Studio B, all MPSF second team outside hitter and the MPSF tournament, as we have chronicled a few times on today's show. Ready to go tomorrow, 9 Eastern, 7 Mountain, Jerem Jordan, Steve Bell, and Lauren Frank. I'm on the call in BYU host Stanford. You are undefeated as a team. On the road in MPSF play. And it appears, if the seedings hold true, that after you beat Stanford, and I think BYU will beat Stanford, my opinion, but you'll be going to Long Beach. What do you think about playing in the MPSF semifinals not on your home floor? Uh, we're pretty confident. I mean, when we go back down to California, the altitude's a lot heavier. So, I mean, when we serve the ball, we're a lot more confident serving down there. And then I think we're a more confident team playing in California. But playing on our home court is also an advantage because the fans are so amazing, and we love playing in front of our fans. So it's kind of a trade-off between the benefits. and Really, it seems like you're okay with both. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely okay with both, and I know all the other guys are okay with both too. Do you want a piece of Long Beach State after that, those pair of matches? I mean, who doesn't? <laughs> we definitely do, so... Yeah, would, hopefully. Would you? Re- I mean, if you play them, it's going to be down there. And last year, you guys split. You won the first night. Yeah. I was traveling to some games, and I went to that one. I should have gone to the second night. I guess that's when you lost. <laughs> um, p- playing on the road. You talked about you love playing at home, but on the road, you guys have a lot of confidence. Is yeah. that mainly because of the serve and the way the ball travels? Um, probably, I'd say. I mean, when we're on a huge serving run, it helps our defense out a lot because we block the ball a lot better because the team's out of system. And um, it also helps us as hitters and setters and everything else to get in more of a rhythm on the court. And I think serving is one of the biggest parts of the game. So, Generally, when you look at like personal progression in terms of talent level and perfecting your game, like as you gain more experience, you get better. That, that is a logical thought. But you've been hurt this year. So when you look at where you are as a volleyball player, because of your injuries, do you feel like you've been able to progress like you've wanted to? Or where do you stand on that? Um, yeah, I had to come back from my injury and progress back to where I was. Um, and that messes up a lot of things with the lineup and who's used to who on the court and stuff like that. But um, I think this year I've learned a lot more about my body and how to take care of it. And that's good for me. So when if I go overseas and play professional, I'll know what to do with my body and how to manage it so I can keep playing for many years over overseas. How are your knees feeling right now? They're good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they <laughs> ache, but yeah. it's manageable. It's a long season. Like it's been I think four months and a week or something. And when you yeah. first started it was it was it was worse, but you felt better. Um what is Taylor your older brother was the national player of the year, of course, here. What has he said to you about kind of, main, now that he's played pro, maintaining your health and, and staying uh, I've you? taken a lot of advice from him because he's had the same problem as me in both knees. And so I took a lot of advice from him and have been telling, I've been doing what he's been telling me to do and then also help from the trainers and some other outside sources. So I've been doing a lot of things and 
I'm thankful for a lot of people for helping me get back. What do you think about the double clipboard uh, that uh, is featured by one of your assistant coaches <laughs> on Lucas Lave on the bench? Uh, like, is it is that clipboard too big? Does he need to, like, I don't downsize? think it, he has a huge paper on there that has a lot of stuff on it that's useful. So I don't think it, he needs to downsize. No. Do you, do you think he's going triple clipboard? He like, it's double nut? He could. I think get he full full courts on his clipboard. Full coverage. Yeah. Like, hey, I have the next. I've last 18 games of info yeah. on here. Like all this volumetric stuff from <laughs> Juice, right? Um, the, when Taylor just finished in China playing pro, but now he's, he's in Dubai. Is that what I hear? Qatar. Qatar? Yeah. Wrong Middle Eastern country, my bad. <laughs> Qatar. He's yeah. in the playoffs or something for a team? What's he up to? Yeah, he just won the finals in Doha, Qatar. Oh. So a boy, Taylor? They won, and then he has to play in another cup in Qatar, and then... Hopefully he wins that, too, so he gets a little more money. Well, does he share any of his uh, miles with you? That's a lot of miles. It's a China guitar. No. No. Like, hey, fly me to wherever. I would get wherever. free flights everywhere. <laughs> I would go home every single weekend. <laughs> That'd be awesome, right? Brendan Sander with us on BYU Sports Nation. Let's give you some BYU Sports Nation karma for uh, tomorrow's match against Stanford and uh, primarily for... Your knees, right? Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully they're feeling good after an extended break. Yeah, they'll be good to go. Yeah. Are you a big USC fan this weekend? Just on the side. Why not? Come on, man. <laughs> but, but it's, you know, BYU serves the ball well in California, so maybe there's something to that. I, I don't get this. Like, in the past, it was like, oh, if we play at home, like, we're going to win. And if we go on the road, we'll just do our best to see what happens. I get the sense that you guys are like, we'd be okay playing on the road. Yeah, we're fine. We're definitely fine with both. That's a, that is a sure. paradigm shift, I think, because of how well you guys have served. Absolutely. And, and let's talk about that. Last year, after the Ohio State match, it was like, man, that serve was tough to handle. Yeah. Um, so you guys, we talk about it. But you guys have actually done it, right? Which that's greater than talk. Um, let's improve the serve and let's put the pressure on. And in the meantime, you guys got good at serve receive too. What was that like to be like, okay, we need to improve on this, and hey, we're pretty good at it now. Um, I mean, that's a huge stepping stone for us. And being able to serve hard improves our passing because, you know, how when we got to Ohio State in the finals <laughs> last year, we couldn't really handle their serves as well. And, I mean, this year, if we face that, we'll be more prepared for that because we have been serving a lot harder and in the court and more consistent. Brendan Sander, the sequel, second team, all MPSF outside hitter. Great to have you in Studio B, man. Good luck tomorrow against Stanford. Thanks, Brendan. Thanks for having me. See you tomorrow. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, more Friday fun, including a brand-new Team USA setter, Alohi Robbins-Hardy, and a broken bat situation that I guarantee you have never seen, unless, of course, you were watching the BYU baseball game last night. All part of Big Deal, No Deal. And more of your responses from our Twitter question today. What's the number one attribute you want to see in a new assistant basketball coach? You want to watch the Star Wars trailer again with me during a break? You're really going to watch it again? Yeah, why not? I said you will focus on BYU Sports Nation. These aren't the droids you're looking for. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by Tecano's Brazilian Grill. Escape the ordinary. The party's here on the west side. Welcome back on a Friday. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision Live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV. We're also on demand anytime, anywhere. Why are you smirking? Because <laughs> I'm thinking of Bill Murray from Saturday Night Live. Star Wars, nothing but Star Wars. Just like so stupid. I love it. Hey, if you, oh. <laughs> the show's on demand like you mentioned. 
If you miss Brendan Sander talking about how BYU will sweep Stanford. No, he didn't say that. I'm just kidding. But he, he talked about how confident BYU is in playing at home or on the road this year. You can watch that interview on uh, the BYU TV or BYU radio apps. And, of course, you can download the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and TuneIn. Yeah, why is BYU so confident playing on the road, specifically in MPSF play, where they are undefeated away from home? Only one loss all year, I think, on the road at Loyola. And that was, what, the first or second match of the season? Brendan Sander essentially had, like, one healthy knee. Me, and he was out there, yeah. And that was early. It's so. good to be BYU Volleyball. Yes, it is. Also good to be 20th-ranked BYU Softball. They play uh, Pacific tonight. Doubleheader starting at 7 Eastern time. The Cougars are good. Here's the thing with softball. You can have like an hour-long game if it's a five-inning game. Yes, please. So, <laughs> you can pay the same. So uh, five-inning games are uh, greater than seven. Yeah, games. and we got two of them. A, double, a doubleheader tonight. And after a three-hour and 40-minute baseball game last night. You get two softball games. For the price of one baseball game. (laughs) Let's refresh today's BYUSN headlines. If you missed it, BYU men's basketball assistant head coach Terry Nashif announcing that he is leaving the program to pursue business opportunities. Nashif, hired by Dave Rose back in 2005, was named assistant coach in 07 and promoted to assistant head coach in 2016. He played at BYU between 2001 and 2005 under the president coach, Steve Cleveland. What did Dave Rose say about Terry Nashif, Jerem? We are grateful for Terry, Katie, and their family for their hard work, dedication, and sacrifice for BYU basketball, Rose said. Terry's role has been vital to the consistency of our program. His presence will be missed within our staff and amongst our players. I have all the confidence in the world that Terry will be very successful in his future endeavors. Because he has serious swag and mojo, especially in the fashion category. Okay. He agrees with you. <laughs> Just so putting you know. that out there. BYU baseball fell to Pepperdine last night 11-7, despite Bronson Larson's two home runs and three RBIs. It's code on. He's looking nice and toasty down there. Larson. Is this going to be home run number eight on the season? Yes! Bronson Larson! The Bronx bar- bomber, baby. How about that? The Cougars take on the waves again tonight. You can listen to it on at 8 Eastern time on BYU Radio. Yeah, that snapped a six-game West Coast Conference win streak for BYU with that loss last night. But the series still up for grabs if BYU can hold serve on Friday and Saturday. Men's volleyball in the Mountain Pacific Sports Federation Awards. They're out. Senior Jake Langlois is named to the All-MPSF first team. Juniors Brendan Sander and Price Jarman collected second-team honors, while juniors Ben Patch and Leo Durkin were All-MPSF honorable mentions. Some people are like, Ben Patch, honorable mention? is the player of the year. That's ridiculous. He's injured most of the year. Yeah, yeah, he didn't. Uh, these are conference awards, right? So, yeah, he's honorable mention. You know, you know what's better than being honorably mentioned? I don't know, getting to the Final Four and having a huge impact? Like, that'll, yeah, that'll yep. be fun. yep. That's more memorable. I can't tell you who was first team all league from the '99 national championship team. Whatever, third ranked Co- Ryan Miller probably was yeah, the third Aussie ranked Cook and yeah, <laughs> and Hector LeBron. The third ranked okay, we can the third ranked Cougars host number nine Stanford tomorrow night in the MPSF quarterfinals. Huge match for the Cougars. You can watch it at nine Eastern on BYU TV. The Cougars were the co-champs of the MPSF in the regular season. Time that we play one of our favorite games in Studio B: Big Deal, No Deal. Big Deal. No deal. Brought to you by Brady Industries, a provider of commercial cleaning supplies and equipment throughout the western United States for over 65 years. Brady Industries Clean Solutions, a tradition for generations. Number one. Big deal, no deal. Terry Nashif's tweet. Ah, yes. The tweet saying, I can't wait to say what I really think on Twitter. Yeah, interesting uh, timing there from Terry. I want hot I, takes from Terry Nashif. Like, did he, I, I wonder if he meant what he said. 
It's like, wait, are you hiding something you've wanted to say that you haven't said? That's the assumption, right? Well, yeah. So I'll, I'll go big is, deal. I'm like, what's underneath the surface there? Well, he can't be critical of his players in a public forum. Well, why would he now? He loves those guys. But He's not he going to ha- be like, so-and-so was a whatever. Like, that's Just not going to happen. He has the opportunity to be more liberal with his tweets because he's not directly the, associated with the program any longer. He's the least liberal campus in the U.S. Jackson but he can Emery, be liberal on his Twitter he, campus. He can be Jackson Emery on Twitter, right? Is Jackson Emery that critical? I don't think he is. I don't, I'm not saying he's highly critical, but Terry couldn't say some of the things that Jackson does on Twitter. Yeah. And the, or Jonathan Tabernari. I, I get it. In season. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It, it, but he's not going to like rat out. and No. I think he's this team is. Guy, he's a team guy. I say this is not as big of a deal as people think it is. I don't think that because I want to know what he's referring I am, to. I am looking forward to hot <laughs> takes from Terry Nashif. So hot. <laughs> Number two. Big deal, no deal. The new NCAA decision that came out this morning to allow an early football signing day in December. I think this is a big deal. I think February's value is going to be lessened a little bit. I think there'll be guys out of high school that are signing in December. Therefore, we should do a signing day show in December or something. You, you know, I, I think this is going to be fun. I think you have more football in December. And you'll still have the stuff in February because not everyone has figured out where they want to go. Now, I want to say this is a big deal, but... There is something that happened about 15 minutes before the show that the NCAA also put out that deals with recruiting. And if you were a coach of a player uh, in high school leading up to the player signing with said university, there has to be now a two-year buffer zone before and after. And that affects a lot of college football. So I think that's the biggest deal. The early signing day for me is kind of like, yeah, it's interesting now. But there are some things coming out from the NCAA that really are going to take a major impact on FBS programs. BYU notably, number three. Well, one thing you didn't mention is also brought up, starting next season, they can hire a 10th assistant coach. Well then, yeah, that's a big one too. So, so Alabama can have uh, 28 coaches. So they can now, have Sarkeesian and Kiffin. <laughs> can you imagine? Huh. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I, I'm fascinated by all of this. And so I think that overall, collectively, this is a big deal because it means significant changes for the way that college football recruiting happens. All right, now let's go to number three. Big deal, no deal. Breaking an aluminum bat in a plate appearance. Well, this isn't the first time this has happened either. You well, told me it's like the third bat it's he's the, broken? It's the third bat that Brian Sue has broken, but it's never happened in a clean break like that. How do it, you break an aluminum bat? in two. Like or all Alan, of the BYU players were like examining it for about an hour in the dugout because they'd never seen that type of bat break specifically. The bigger question is, is it aluminum or is it aluminum? aluminum? That's what we should be discussing. No, it's a big deal to break an aluminum bat because aluminum is metal. How does Brian that? Brian Sue's have, been lifting a lot. You have to hit that ball like right in the wrong place for something like that to happen. Or in the perfect spot. And those aren't cheap either. Those are like $300 bats, well, if not more. West Coast Conference budget, bro. They can afford it. <laughs> Number four. If it wants to be more impressive, do it over your knee. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Bo Jackson. Or your head. Yeah. Uh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Bo Jackson. Could, could Bo Jackson do it? Probably. Yeah. What he, can't that guy do? Seriously. Bo Big, knows break, breaking bats. Big deal, no deal. Ben Patch getting all MPSF honorable mention. No deal. It is kind of funny, right? Wait, what? He's like the best opposite in the country. You know, Miles Johnson of Ohio State is maybe the next one to me. Um, Kyle Ensing, Long Beach State, really good. Ben Patch was hurt, and 
this is a conference play award or not, and not, yeah, it makes sense. Like, he wasn't a first or second teamer this year. Had he been healthy, he would have been a first teamer. How many conference matches did Ben Patch play in? I don't know. Not that many, right? You should ask the play-by-play of the team. Maybe yes. he knows. Yeah, maybe you know, right? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> no clue. I think it's a big deal that he was included in any list. Well, it's honorable mention. Name, name brand, right? I want a list that's dishonorable mention. Like, Ben Patch could have played in one MPSF match, and he would have been honorable mention because of the respect. <laughs> well, the big deal what, is the respect. One, one of our student employees here, Paige Hunt Barker, when she was on her mission, she was preseason all West Coast Conference. On her mission. They didn't know she had left. That's amazing. She's in Indiana, and she's preseason all-conference. That's pretty good. When you're not even eligible to play, and they think you're going to be all-league. Number five. <laughs> Last one. Big deal, no deal. The eighth Fast and Furious movie what? is out. What? Remember, the eighth movie Fast is out. Fast and Furious. Why are we not talking about... Star Wars, The Last the Jedi. The Ocho. Why are we talking about The Fate of the Furious? Listen, the moment... Because we're both going to be there probably when it's five bucks on Tuesday. The moment I saw <laughs> The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, in the trailer... take Daddy's got to go to work, take, Spencer. A <laughs> submarine busts out of the ice and fires off torpedoes that are sliding on top of the ice. A.K.A. preseason expectations for BYU Sports. Dwayne Johnson is hanging outside of some ridiculously expensive, nice, fast car, grabs one of the fins of this huge torpedo, and redirects it towards one of the bad guy's cars. How can you not get excited about something like that? We actually love these movies. <laughs> not Tokyo Drift, but the rest They're of them, yes. so Big deal. outlandish. The bigger deal is Star Wars The Last Jedi. Come on. Yeah, that's no question, but you can't deny the power of the Ocho and the Fast and the, the Furious. The power of the Ocho? Come on, man. Up next, <laughs> we welcome U.S. Women's Collegiate National Team setter BYU's Aloe Robbins-Hardy. Big Deal, No Deal on BYU Sports Nation is brought to you by Brady Industries. Clean solutions, a tradition for generations. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store. The official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live in Studio B with your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play. Watch our daily rebroadcast weeknights on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern. And tomorrow at 9 Eastern time on BYU TV and the app. Number 9 Stanford, number 3 BYU in men's volleyball. It's the Mountain Pacific Sports Federation quarterfinals. Last year of the league is currently constituted. It'll be a little different next year. So this is a big match. It's BYU versus Stanford. They'll be in the same league next year, though. Big weekend for BYU sports in general on BYU TV. Softball doubleheader tonight. And right before that is our rebroadcast. And then Saturday we have afternoon softball for the 23rd Cougars. And, of course, the volleyball match that you There's just There's a lot going on, baby. In the MPSF tournament. Great weather. Actually, it's going to drop like 20 degrees. Hashtag Yay. Utah Springs. Oh. Yeah. Twitter question today. What is the number one attribute you want to see in a new assistant basketball coach? This coming off the news that Terry Nashiv is leaving the program to pursue business opportunities. That B-Royal Blue Coog says, The ability to turn a group of players into a team, one unit, biggest piece missing from this last year's group. Hard to quantify that, right? That's something that happens internally. And then you hope you can show the fruits of that externally. Youth, injuries, yeah, and there was a lot that goes into what happened in the last year. A Next. lot. Yeah. yeah. I'm not saying right now on this topic. I'm saying with BYU Hoops, I look forward more than I look back now. 100% yes. Joining us in Studio B, our second in-studio guest, also of 
the volleyball fold. Alohi Robbins Hardy. Welcome up, back to Studio What's B, Alohi. Good. How are you? Great. Okay, t- full disclosure, when Jeremy and I first discussed you this morning, we the said, producer asked us not to do this. Yes, before. we're going to do it. Ben, ben. <laughs> we said, oh, Alohi. And then we went, Alohi. That's so corny. <laughs> So cheesy. Yeah, so now you understand why Ben Bagley was like, don't do that on the air, yet you brought it up. Just, just a little embarrassing. But yeah, yeah, just a little bit. How many bad jokes have you heard in relation to something like that? Um, a lot. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. So any, from, did... any from Jeff Judkins, by the way, or has he called you by the wrong name? Oh, he called me Aloha a lot, so. <laughs> Didn't see that coming. I mean, he had it on his paper, and then he would say Alohi, so I don't know what that was, but hey. Yeah, that's better than... Some of the others. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Kathy. <laughs> Sally. 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 That's right. Who? Chalet. Chalet. That's right. It's from New Zealand. Amanda Weymouth. Weymouth? I, lo- I love That's a Johnny. fun one. Oh, we, we love him so much. Oh, it's so cool. Congratulations, first of all, uh, on being selected to represent the United States and the, and the collegiate national team. When, when did that kind of become a reality for you? Um, honestly... Just this past week, I mean, everyone congratulating me and, like, just giving me props. I think that was just a big thing for me. And I was just like, thank you, thank you, thank you. And I'm like, wow, this is actually happening. Yeah. Did you yeah. expect to make the team? No. I honestly did not expect anything. I n- knew I had a good tryout. Like, honestly, I thought I did well. And I thought I was doing well both both days, all three days. And I don't know. I just came back feeling good and satisfied with my tryout. So, so what was your reaction when you heard the news? Um, I so I read it on a computer, like the email. I read the first paragraph, and I just like looked at it, and I got up and I walked outside, and I was like, "Is this happening right now? Like, <laughs> what is going on?" And then I went back inside and I like read it again, and I was like. It's real. Yeah. It's real. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's uh, one of those experiences where you have to read it twice just to make sure that you're seeing oh, it correctly. Oh, I read it probably five times. So. <laughs> <laughs> you have memorized by me. That's fantastic. Well, if a basically free trip to Europe weren't cool enough, you get to represent Team USA. What are you looking forward to most about this whole experience? Um, I think going to Europe and experiencing different places and sightseeing probably. So. Um, and then just being able to play the sport that I love. So, The other setter on the 11-person team is from San Diego. Yes. So you, you probably know Kristen Geckenbacher. Yep. Do, do you know her? I do. A we, bit? we actually made friends with them when we were up in the tryout, and we were like, mm. hey, we should be friends. Hey, we're you're in the not same that conference. awful. WCC, what's up? <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah not- she's cool. She's, she's a good player, and I think this will be good for both of our conferences. So, Have you been to Europe before? Um, no, yes. China's no. not in Europe, just so you know, because I know you went to China. Spain. 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 Spain, Spain is in Europe. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So just you, Spain. Okay. Just Spain. Yeah. Um, th- this is, do you see this as a volleyball trip or as a, this is going to be a cool experience to travel a little bit and I'll do my best in volleyball, but I want to take some awesome Instagram photos. <laughs> Definitely going to take lots of selfies. Won't post them, but... I'll send them to my mom. So will okay, you, will you tweet okay. one to us from Europe? We need a something selfie? for BYU Sports or Nation. Just, just a just picture. A picture. A okay. picture. I'll send you a nice picture. Yeah. Okay. We don't and want a bad one. We want a nice one. Okay. A great. Okay. Good. Beautiful picture. <laughs> and and then we'll retweet it. Okay. Yeah. Got it.
Then we'll retweet it to only a few people. <laughs> to only a few people. <laughs> only to 18,000 people. people. We'll see this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what do you know about Croatia? Nothing. Not one bit. Everyone said it's beautiful. Everyone said it's fun. But I don't know. I haven't even seen pictures. So There's a great BYU connection with Croatia. Really? Uh, Kresimir Chosic is a guy who played for BYU basketball. Actually translated the Book of Mormon uh, into... The, his language and uh, is in the basketball hall of fame. He's a big deal over there. Okay. So you need to bring up Kresimir Chosic. Kresimir Chosic. Chosic. Yes. When you name, text right? us the when you or when you email yeah. us the picture, we'll we'll tweet you or text you back with a pronunciation. The, the name, yes. With the pronunciation. Yes. Kresimir yes. I'll need Chosic. That. I'll you, need sh- that. you should use that. I, b- I bet you some uh, older folks will know the name. Okay. Yeah. Well, have fun. I, I don't even remember. <laughs> yeah, I don't even remember the <laughs> it's name. all good. We'll let you know. Later. Okay, yeah. perfect. Emailing it to you now. We will That'll do that now. Nice. Congratulations again. Thanks for coming in Studio B. Thank it's, you. Uh, Thanks for having me. Great to catch up with you, and we look forward to uh, fantastic things from you in Croatia and with BYU next season. Perfect. Thank you. All Thanks right. Alohi Robbins Hardy in Studio B. Of course, she takes a measure of the BYU Sports Nation karma with her as she goes day. on the European tour. Yeah, this is Brendan and Alohi. Man. This is the volleyball special. Brought to you by BYU Sports Power. Nation. Yeah, baby. Our Twitter question today, ironically, has nothing to do with volleyball, but men's basketball. Because it's a volleyball day. Exactly. Yeah. Makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. What's the number one attribute you want to see in a new assistant basketball coach? Barry Nash could have been a libero. At Dave Farns. <laughs> There's so much in that statement. With the headband? At Dave Farns. Motivator. He's got to be able to instill confidence in players and help them get better each and every day. Yeah, yeah, the BYU's head coach is, was a libero. At BYU. They know how to lead. Yes, they Perfect do. pass. Sean Olsen. Terry Nashup. He could have passed. He passed in basketball. Game day for the Cougars up next. He was a passer, Spencer. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by DexterLaw.com for help when you need it most. Big thanks to today's guests, Alohi Robbins-Hardy and Brendan Sander, Volleyball Friday, to preview the MPSF tournament tomorrow. And, of course, Alohi with Team USA competing in Europe this summer. Really cool stuff. Yeah, that's going to be awesome. Uh, future guests next week, Blaine Fowler, of course, will be in Las Vegas next week on Saturday at the Fan Fest from 3 to 5 Eastern time. That'll be a lot of fun. All right. You know what to do next. Whip it! It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Men's Basketball. Assistant Head Coach Terry Nash announced he's leaving the program to pursue business opportunities. Nash was hired by Dave Rose back in 2005, was named assistant coach in 2007, and promoted to assistant head coach in 2016. He played at BYU from 2001 to 2005 under president coach Steve Cleveland. Baseball. BYU lost to Pepperdine last night, 11-7, snapping a six-game West Coast Conference win streak. Despite Bronson Larson's two home runs and three runs batted in, the Cougars can get the better of the waves or have a chance to anyway. Tonight at 8 Eastern, listen live on BYU Radio. Volleyball. The Mountain Pacific Sports Federation Awards are out. Senior Jake Langlois was named to the All-MPSF first team. Juniors Brendan Sander and Price Jarman collected second team honors, while juniors Ben Patch and Leo Durkin were honorably mentioned. The third-ranked Cougars host number 9 Stanford tomorrow night in the MPSF quarterfinals. They split the regular season title with Long Beach State, but are the number 2 seed in the tournament due to the tiebreaker scenario. So the Cougars, well, they need Long Beach State to lose to USC if they want to host. The Cougars, by the way, swept Stanford on the road this season. The match tomorrow live on BYU TV and BYU Radio at 9 Eastern. Football. Locally, Lavelle Edwards was honored last night at the Utah Governor's State of Sport Awards. Edwards was given the Legends Award, which honors individuals for their contributions 
to sports and the community. His widow, Patty Edwards, accepted the award. Softball. 20th-ranked BYU takes on the Pacific Tigers tonight in a doubleheader at Gale Miller Field. I think this is the most underappreciated team on campus. You can watch them play twice on BYU TV starting at 7 Eastern. The men's tennis tennis team is in California this weekend to take on Pepperdine today and LMU tomorrow. The women's team is home. They play Pepperdine today and senior day is tomorrow against LMU. Track and field. Men's and women's track and field teams continue to compete in the Mount Sac relays today. The meet in Torrance, California and will continue through tomorrow night. Soccer. The women's team has their last spring match of the season tomorrow against Utah at Haas Field at 4 Eastern time. The men's soccer team plays Utah as well after that. Cougars and the PGA. Daniel Summerhays and Zach Blair continue play in the South Carolina RBC Heritage Classic. Daniel Summerhays finished his second round and is three under par. Zach Blair finished two under par today. Jerem? Or Spencer? (laughs) (laughs) Back to you. Now back to me. Back back to you. Back to me. Back to us. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. Who should we give it to, Jerem? Terry Nashif. He was a really good coach at BYU. The offense excelled under his watch. The defense was good when he coached the defense. And he gave you a bunch of free stuff. That, That he did. A shooting shirt that I will cherish forever. Yeah. And he also supports my fashion progressive trends i like terry a lot (laughs) what is the number one attribute evergreen plainsman baby you want to see in a new assistant basketball coach at sean larson 03 tweets and someone with experience at being the gm of the boston celtics oh my gosh and then he tweeted at danny ainge (laughs) sean larson come on man that's pretty funny that is really funny our elite tweet of the day at still team riley the uncanny ability to get Eric Mika to stay for one more year. That's That would be a good one. That would be a really good one. It's worthy of an elite I, tweet of the day. I jokingly said to Eric at the banquet, I said, good luck, but not too much. <laughs> Don't forget. That was a thing on our show. Yeah, and then he told me what he's going to text me after he kills the workouts. I'm not going to tell you what he said. The conversation <laughs> continues 24-7 on Twitter. Use hashtag BYU. Show on demand, BYUSN.com. Download the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and the TuneIn app. For Jerem, I'm Spencer. Shout out to Marcus and Mitch Matthews and their family. We love you guys. BYU Sports Nation back to work on Monday at noon Eastern. Have a good one.